0: oh holy shit it should be illegal to be able to end a discovery episode like that i i can't wait i don't believe i have to wait nearly a week to find out what's going to happen next hello this is discovery discussion i'm kudzai a lover of sci-fi especially star trek I get a real kick out of discussing Discovery, but I don't want to spoil the journey all over my Facebook timeline for those of us who prefer to watch later down the line. Also, due to the pandemic, We've obviously lacked the same face-to-face level interaction we had through conventions or through being able to just casually meet up in order to engage and exchange our views regarding latest episodes of Discovery, so I'm just simply bursting to talk about them and I'm enjoying doing so here. I hope you manage to have a lovely few days over Christmas, despite likely plans being completely overturned with short notice. And I'm hoping that you manage to enjoy the time and have some time for yourselves. And let's all hope that we see the world return to more regularity when we come to this time next year. I'd like to spend the time talking about two things, mainly anyway, the burn and about Tilly. So it's been 11 weeks, let's say, and in the background has been a huge mystery, which has been the undercurrent of the plot, almost the star of the plot at the same time, a vital undercurrent as to what the hell caused the burn. Something so major on such a wild scale disaster And I thought it was a genius idea to have that plodding along in the background for this number of weeks. It doesn't feel like 11 weeks, does it? And after having the cause of the burn revealed in this episode, I admit I was completely straddling between thinking it was the biggest anticlimax of all sci-fi versus original genius. And I'm somewhat still fluctuating between the two. And there's no reason why it can't be a combination of 50-50 between those things. Like, I was reading comments on some of the Star Trek groups on Facebook, such as Star Trek Forever, where there was quite a large thread that was born out of having watched the episode, and I, I avoided it before I'd watched it, but the theme of the comments is mostly, well, a lot of people, complaining about what an anticlimax this was the final cause of the burn being revealed as a child having a tantrum in a hollow programme <laughs> which yes i think that is that, that's a fair assessment <laughs> but on the other hand um i'm i'm swaying between the whole originality point as well because deep down i was somewhat hoping that the cause of the burn would be some really sophisticated formidable unheard-of alien race who has some sort of long long-held vendetta against the Federation and this is going to play out to be a long-drawn war arc that spans season three and likely the focus, the central focus of season four and concludes, let's say, on a cliffhanger at the end of season four and then comes to a nice solid wrap-up at the beginning of season five. But then I'm thinking to myself, yes, that would be quite exciting. But if I predicted that, Where's the originality, and that's been done before I can likely recall probably two or even three at least two I'll say sci-fi shows where that's been that's been a similar theme was this I have to say as as weird as it is and rightly to be interpreted as an anticlimax. You have to say that I didn't see this coming. <laughs> I couldn't possibly have seen this coming, and I'm looking forward to. I hope that they dig into much deeper explanation as to precisely what it was that linked the whole reaction and that um, the emotional output, shall I call it? That's all we know for now, maybe, that linked that to causing something so catastrophic, so, so widespread, and almost simultaneously. I look, I'm sincerely hoping that they go into more explanation and take, really take apart. What caused it? Yes, we've sort of found an explanation, but I want even more detail. So I'm still very much straddling between the biggest anticlimax ever and original genius. And I think further and deeper explanation will either push me towards one or the other TBC. So, next up, let's talk about Tilly now what what a situation to take up a cap the captain's chair for the first time now i'm very much in two minds i guess you might say about tilly being the acting first officer and of course extremely happy for her i think it's wonderful it's marvelous but let's not um let's not flap about here she's very much out of her depth not, not because of capability, it's because of her levels of self-doubt and her internal thoughts as a character. I think she needs to tackle those and get over it very quickly if she's to be even more effective as a leader because she has the tools, she has the capability, she has the logic, she has the sense and she has a head, good head on her shoulders. She needs to stop doubting herself. I absolutely loved Michael's pep talk in reference to that quite nice dent underneath underneath the chair that um saru was saru often put his thumb over so did giorgio i thought that talk was absolutely wonderful until he seemed quite ready as um she was leaving <laughs> ready to take to take up the position of captain on the bridge but i think it's the worst possible scenario she could have ever been selected to take up the captain's chair for the first time. It couldn't be worse, could it? It was just like a one shitstorm after another, honestly. It was like putting her in a Kobayashi Maru, and it was almost an unwinnable situation, from my opinion. Slight detour before talking about Tilly even more. I thoroughly enjoyed seeing Saru as human, or Doug Jones himself, and coming up with just himself. That was amazing. That was great and revealed the even more subtlety and some of the great skill that he has as an actor too. I thought that was a treat. Seeing Michael as Trill and Culver as Bajoran, my initial instinct was that it was a transporter accident but very much an intentional appearance or form for the three of them to take based on adhering to to normality within that program. So I thought that was another really fascinating and intriguing touch but anyway back back to Tilly when Osira first appeared on screen I have to say I commend Tilly for being so so strong and forthright that was a really good duel that they had between the two of them and the whole playing on you know Freudian psychiatry concepts as well throwing that right back at Osyraa well done Tilly I thought she's hitting really well. And Tilly also making the threat, or whether it were a threat or a promise, to self-destruct Discovery before Osira had any hope of taking it, I thought, that, that's a powerful and a very severe threat. And I think if you're going to make threats like that, you, you have to see them through. You can't be saying them just to scare or just to put off. That that wouldn't deter any villain, especially Osira, by the looks of it. And... Yeah, I was was hoping for a little, a slightly bit more, a slight bit more quick action and aggression from Tilly on that front when things began to go, things not began to go, when things really went tits up. It felt a bit like um, as soon as Osiris Rott had boarded into Discovery and were in a very powerful position and before they went, jumped off, it seemed as though It looked all very defeatist, didn't it? And I was hoping for a bit more of a fight at that point in time. But what can you do? What can you do? I take it there is a plan and we're going to see that pan out. Touching back to Tilly's demeanour as a leader, as I say, I feel that she needs to stop doubting herself because one thing I've learnt out of being in in positions of leadership and um, making a very bad job of them in the past and gradually getting better, I would hope, is that you can't show that self-doubt to people you are leading. You just can't. No matter how badly you're feeling it, you have to completely put yourself aside and think to yourself, what do they need? How can I serve? And by displaying and having those self-doubts to the forefront, I'm not serving and I'm not doing and I'm not doing what they need of me. So I need to put myself to one side, get over myself and and lead And I I do feel that she needs a lot more conviction, and I'm hoping that comes out next episode and in future, because it will only serve her well. But that ending, though, that was really unfair. I can't cope. I cannot. I can't wait. They can't leave us on a cliffhanger. They can't leave me on a cliffhanger like that. I'm desperate for the conclusion. And when we have seen that and when I've seen it, see you back here.